You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, it is a very, very uh, interesting time in U.S. history. Uh, Right now, we are watching a massive scandal in in progress. And everyone's asking, how is Epstein dead? Well, we're going to be talking about it in a minute. And before we get there, I want to let you all know that there are a number of things about Bride Ministries International you should know. One, we have an institute, and for those of you that are new listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let you know, uh, there are probably over 70 hours of teaching on various subjects from grace to what it means to be in Christ, to the reality of God's kingdom, to inner healing techniques, to advanced deliverance techniques, um, extending all the way up into a course we call Realms and Dimensions Unsealed, all available either from our website at brideministriesinternational.com or you can go straight to the brideministriesinstitute.com where you can find all of that. And the purpose of that pro platform is multi faceted one is to allow you to grow in areas that you would like to know more about Two is to allow us as a whole ministry to go further because we're not just here to articulate problems and complain about things we're here to equip people to become change agents in their spheres of influence and assignments from heaven and 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 so the institute is there to do precisely that and and to go very deep into areas that well (laughs) especially when it comes to some of our preaching and teaching uh will allow a lot of the things that i say to make a whole lot more sense now uh we have another book coming out soon advanced prayers that shake heaven and earth i expect the um typeset which means the formatting for the print book in the next couple days as well as the book cover, many of you will be getting an email soon enough that will allow for pre-orders of that book. And so be looking out for that. We're very excited about this project. We meet every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Bride Ministries Church. We have been having so much fun these past few weeks talking about how to engage the Spirit through Jesus and what the counterfeits look like, um, straightening a lot of things out. And we're going to be starting a very exciting series next. Uh, don't miss out on all the fun. I want to thank all of our financial supporters that continue to push us along. Um, we value you. You are sowing into kingdom work here at Bride Ministries International, let me tell you. Uh, we do continue to support survivors um, by making coaches available that understand dissociation, that understand satanic ritual abuse, that understand mind control. And uh, for those that cannot afford to get a coach, we do offer a scholarship through Bride Ministries. And that's provided for by donations that we receive. Um, That's what allows us to make these scholarships available when we um, allot 16 hours of coaching to those that receive our scholarships from one of our coaches. And there is a waiting list for that. 
but as we can, we continue to take people off the waiting list. So, uh, donors, financial supporters, thank you for empowering us to continue to reach out to survivors of just the most diabolical things you can imagine, and some you can't. With that said, we're going to get right to the program. We have very, very interesting things to discuss. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Well, folks, welcome back to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. And today we are going to be talking about something that is in the news headlines all around the world. Epstein is said to be dead. People are being told he committed suicide. Well, I don't buy it. I do not think that that is a true story. When I saw that headline, like many of you, I said, ah, grr, grr. I just wanted to let out loud noises and throw things at the wall, maybe at someone with the last name Clinton. I just didn't know. And, and you know, I, 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 immediately, I begin to think, cover up, scandal, conspiracy. <laughs> Who's responsible? Well, I uh, got a text from my guest today, who many of you will remember from former podcasts. And if you have not heard her podcast before, please go back and find them and get her whole story. Her name is Hope. She is the author of a book we have made available on our website um, to tell the truth. And she is a survivor of... Illuminati level programming. She has been trafficked in sex slavery, among other things. And her story is one of incredible hardship, yet she has overcome by the power of the blood of Jesus. And she's lived to tell the story. And she has been. Well, guess what? Part of her story involves Epstein. So we got together and decided we're going to do a program on why they say Epstein is dead. Why do certain parties want him to go away? What's the inside scoop? Today we're going to talk about it. Hope, welcome back to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. I, uh, Like you, I was extremely angry on Saturday as well. So I had sent you a few texts about that. Yeah, it's very, very, very um, just disappointing. Well, it is so disappointing. And, and, you know, since the initial outbreak, you know, folks, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know personally what to believe. Now, there are other parties out there, friends of mine, that do have official views on what's going on. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't know if Epstein committed suicide. I don't know if he was suicided. I don't know if he's not off somewhere in Israel sipping a martini, as some have suggested, because there are suspicions he was an agent working with Mossad. I don't know. I do not know. But what I know is that they're saying he's dead. They do not want him testifying 
Hope. I am so grateful for you coming on this podcast at this time to talk because you have actual memories of what happened regarding Epstein's criminal activity. Mm -hmm. You survived as a victim of some of these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that are um, at risk of being exposed with all of this, when all of this came down, you know, he has a lot of information or had, has a lot of information um, about big name people like the Clintons, you know, they were in on all of this together. A lot of other politicians, royalty, you know, um, actors, actresses, things like that. So a lot of scientists, he was very much into all the NASA stuff. So there was a lot of people that had a lot to lose by him um, giving up any information. So I'm, even though I'm extremely upset that, uh, you know, they're saying he's dead or whatever, um, I'm not surprised at all. Um, there's just too much money behind him. Uh, too much truth that is on the line as far as underground whereabouts of a lot of the MK Ultra stuff, a lot of the um, you know New World Order plans that they have. Um, he had he knew all of that, so I'm not surprised at all that he uh, is not around any longer. So let's start here. Uh, as you have been recovering memories, some of these memories implicate Epstein. Mm-hmm. What are your earliest memories that implicate Epstein? And, 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 and walk us into a little bit of background regarding how you as an individual wind up in the situations where you are exposed to someone like Epstein. Right. Um, well, of course, you know, I'm, as people know, and those that don't know, I was born into to the Illuminati, so I was trafficked, and I went through tons of programming and torture and mind control from the time I was born, and a lot of it even in the womb, so I was prepped for all of that, um, so all of the, you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of victims, uh, but all of the victims are always taken to more of like the global elite uh, rituals where everybody brings like their product to show off the programming that they're doing. Um, They get a lot of clout or, you know, a lot of kickback from having a good product or a good slave or, um, MK Ultra, all of that, um, if they're doing a good job in the programming. Um, so with me, um, I actually, my earliest memory with Epstein, um, in, in a lot of the, these memories have just started surfacing. Um, I always had a horrible feeling when uh, people would talk about Epstein Island. Um, and things like that. 
um, when I would see a picture of him, which happened not too long before, and then all my memories started coming back. Um, uh, and immediately, I was it was just like a terror feeling and a lot of um, really deep level uh, of the perversion and stuff that they did to me was automatically triggered. And I was like, wow. So then it, then they just kind of started all flowing back and memories did. But um, my earliest memory, I was five years old. And, and I do know that I was taken to Florida. All of the memories that I have with him were underground. Like I literally remember them putting like a blindfold over my face, which they wasn't abnormal anytime I was going into a bigger um, kind of platform where I could possibly remember where I was at. Because they were very much protected, the underground locations. They never allowed you to know exactly where anything was as far as that they might know that you're in you, you know let you know that or you're in florida or you're in the virgin islands or whatever but um not specific locations because there's just you have like a photographic memory and so you would end up bringing that information back so um for me um all of my memory at, at five, did you want me to kind of go into a little bit of that? Okay. Um, my memory at five um, was actually uh, all underground. I remember them, I remember having something over my eyes where I couldn't see and going down uh, and then being placed in like, it was like a stall. Um, more kind of, kind of like a, a horse stall um like keep like keeping animals in the stall and there was tons of other children there too in different stalls we weren't in the same one it was all in different ones it was kind of laid out like there were different pathways kind of like the designs on the uh top of where the temple is in the virgin islands like the kind of the labyrinth kind of designs on there um Wow. They were very much, um, you know, kind of zigzagging back through, um, not just straight, you know, rows, but kind of back and forth. And um, I was always chained up, like had um, something which what is not really new for me. That's a lot of the program they did with me, and, and I was, you know, said that I was an animal. Um, and really all of the children were led around by any, by chains, like a dog collar. And it was really like, he was pretty much saying that these are, these are my animals, like bringing people through to look at like his product, um, which is ha happens a lot with that, um, whether it's in a warehouse or wherever it is that normally they bring people through to kind of show off different things and show the different programming and the way that they do things. Uh, for me, they called me fat and ugly at that point. I was like five years old and I was, I was, you know, like not fat, but a little chubby, like a little, you know, girl is. And, um, 
he would say, you know, if you were good enough, then you could be my girlfriend. And that's what he would always say to all of the children because we were kept underground. And um, because we were kept underground, they always said that we were more of the animal, more the mixed breed kind of. My program was a lot of mixed breed of different um different bloodlines and so he considered that more of an animal kind of race and like he had the most important dna which was very confirming for me um in the news not too long ago um they made it very clear um and this was after all my memories had come out um they made it very clear he was very much into eugenics and all of the he wanted his DNA spread. He wanted to have uh, impregnate tons of people and like cause his DNA to go forward and um, in, in things like that. So that was very much what he did um, for me. Um, so we were just always trying to perform well enough. He said in order to go upstairs, like they would, always have us um have sex with with dogs and like he would say just pretend you're having sex with me and um um we'll see if you do well enough to where you know i can share my dna and then you won't be a dog anymore so there was a lot of programming to where it was very confusing the um feelings that you had because it's like um, you were feeling horrible about the sex portion but you wanted that you wanted to be important you wanted somebody to care about you enough to be like considered a human being so in a way there was like this double bond that he created that was like oh I'll give you all this if you do this um, um, and just to cause like this evil type of bond, um, you know, to to want to be with them, even though it was horrible, um, and it was, that was just part of the programming. So, what you're saying is that at the age of five, you were turned over by your parent handlers to Epstein. Mm -hmm. for a season where you were locked in this stall and subjected to programming with other children. So you're saying that Epstein wasn't just a guy that liked to get massages from 14, 15, and 16-year-old girls, which he sometimes also coerced into other sex acts, that he was actually a programmer working mm -hmm. with children in underground facilities. Right. I mean, as far as him being a Mossad agent, I don't know about that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because he was very much, he had a lot of military type of programming that he did. Um, but, uh, you know, he just, he was very much, he knew about all the MK Ultra. I was very involved, like with the Clintons and he was very involved with, um, you know, other politicians, scientists, like, um, so... Um, they would always, he would always bring uh, people by to see his product, um, you know, from the program and then that 
rape and the torture and stuff that he did for them to see and decide if they wanted to like test it out themselves. And so uh, they would normally walk by and then they would decide if they were going to, they would watch or participate in what was going on and then decide if they were going to take one of us with them or not. And you remember this when you were five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodness. And all of this I know is true because it's all over the news. I mean, one of the most famous scientists, Stephen Hawking, with pictures and collaborations with Epstein and, and, and uh, from some articles that I read, because of his financial mm, access, he would, you know, offer funding for pet projects for major minds in science, invite them over. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have always been terrified of Stephen Hawkins. I've like always been afraid and it's because he was in in with the programming, in with the torture that was going on. And he, he of course, didn't do the things, but he participated in telling people what to do, how to do it, but very cruel and evil. My gosh. Okay, so folks, we're here to talk about why they didn't want Epstein talking, why they want the narrative to read that he is dead. Um, gosh. So is that everything that you remember from what happened during your exposure at five or are there any other details that you would like to share? Well, I do want to say that um, he also, and this has come out since all of my memories and stuff too, um, he was also very, like he kept a lot of babies, like different different um, stages in jars. Um, that, that was used as another way to really terrorize us as um, like his slaves because we were terrified that there was always a, um, you know, when you're programmed from the time you were born, you don't know anything else on what they say, but there was always like this fear that we would, you know, for me, I would cause uh, a child to die or I would cause a, a baby to die, um, that I would be the cause of if I didn't do things right, because that's what they always said. And they always did what they said that they were going to do as far as fall through, as far as like um, killing a baby or a person or whatever. So it wasn't just like saying they were going to, they would actually do it. Um, um, but for me, a lot with, with him, um, he was doing a lot of experiments on babies and, and he said a lot of his DNA was being used to inject to the children. So a lot of what he used would, would be like, well, you know, I put my DNA in this child and so 
if I put the DNA in you, then part, you know, we can combine it and you'll have a child or you'll have um, something of mine that will kind of connect us and then I wouldn't have to stay in the situation I was in. Like, And as a, a little girl, I didn't know, like, I had no idea. I was terrorized, so I thought that, you know, I did whatever he said because I, I thought that I could keep them those little babies alive. If I did did what he's told me to do. It was just another way to uh, control and terrorize us, and and then, you know, a lot of it was in every location that they had in the underground portion. Uh, there was some some form of temple, like like a Moloch temple, where they would do sacrifices, and uh, like most of the babies that I saw in the j- jars were used to burn. Um, you know, supposedly if you didn't do the right thing. So that was he was very much into all of the rituals and the sacrifices and. Uh, um, that's why he had, you know, why he had so many ties with so many scientists because he was doing a lot of um, more of the NASA kind of stuff, like um, the breeding and um, the DNA and like mixing DNA and things like that. He had plenty of, of scientists around him to, to do that. They had the capability to do that, so he was kind of the one that was over all of it. Wow. So, so this is one thing that I've noticed. Wherever there's a lot of dark activity going on, um, lots of power to do drug trade, lots of power to do sex trade, lots of power to do programming, always going to find rituals, always going to find the invocation of ancient gods and goddesses. And you're telling us that part of the powering up behind the Epstein criminal behavior was ancient sacrifices of passing children through the fire like they did with Molech in the Bible. Mm -hmm. My God. Um, you know, and it just was really um, always there. Everything that he did ended up with a sacri- like a sacrifice at the end. And a lot of times he would say he was God, you know, and he got to decide what would happen to the children or to us. So, um, you know, there was always from. For me, they always said, uh, specifically in, in the memories that I have, um, they would put me like, it was more like an, it looked like an elevator, but I don't know if it was a true elevator or not, but it was a kind of a box, metal, nobody, you know, and uh, put me in there and, and they said that I would actually be able to go upstairs to the temple or to because we knew that there were people that were out in the open that were his supposed girlfriends. They were supposedly, there was a lot of, of, 
um, prestige or whatever to that, um, even though it was just this evil, but there was a lot of prestige of that because you, at that point, you think you've worked hard enough because that's what you've always been told that you worked hard enough to be out and open. Like, um, in other words, you've been programmed enough to where you're not going to fall apart, you know? Um, so I was put in this, uh, like it was more of kind of an elevator looking thing and just had to continue. He said to pray to be good enough to go upstairs. And now the prayer wasn't really prayer. I mean, it was just continually having to have sex with people and all kinds of sex going on. Um, you know, being people being brought in and things like that. Um, but that's what they called prayer. And it wasn't to God. It was, they said it was to God, but it was always to Molech or, um, the figure or idol that they, that represented that, so. Goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Now, all of this was going on when you were five, or did some of this also happen at other stages? It definitely happened at other stages. I've had memories at 17 as well. Um, I was definitely taking Virgin Islands, there was an underground area, so I don't really know exactly where I was. At that point, he had he didn't own that land yet, as far as I know. Um, he, that, of course, everything wasn't built yet, but he was already doing something in the Virgin Islands because I definitely was uh, taken to, to the Virgin Islands. I was taken on, on a, like a cruise ship to that area specifically so um and uh really with with more of that and it it just continued to get more um they always fed on the um you know that god created me with this sex bar and he did that so um you know, because I was evil and, um, like it, it just always, I felt out of control continually because that's what they had programmed me from even at birth programmed me, um, everything, every sound, every, um, like light or word, they paired it with sex. And so it would trigger, like if somebody, um, sneezed or somebody um, made certain sounds, it would trigger a sex feeling. And so they always paired it with horrible things too, um, like with little children, paired it with like just awful things so that you would think that, you know, you're absolutely evil and crazy. And so for me, I just thought that I was completely out of control. Like, uh, without somebody controlling me. Like I was more terrified of being free than I was being tortured because I was terrified of myself. And that's what the basis of the program was about. Um, so when, with the, the times when I was 17, um, you know, it was 
a lot of the same kind of things, a lot of um, continuing to do. Um, most of the locations I went were always set up the same way, like the stalls with the um, different labyrinth kind of right. pathways underground. Um, so when I was 17, it was pretty much the same kind of thing. Um, just continuing to, uh, I mean, he would break me over and over and over again. And then he would, um, say I was out of control, like as far as the sex, like, and I had to keep praying and keep asking God to have sex with me, which he said he was God. And I mean, I just thought I was completely out of control. So um, during those times, he took, there was a lot of babies that he took, and I, I literally saw a, it was like a cryogenic kind of, it was like a freezer. I mean, I wouldn't know what a cryogenic machine would look like, but it was a huge freezer, and he would take the babies and put them in that. And he said, if I did what he said that I was supposed to do and not tell anybody about any of it that all the babies would be able to come back at some point so um you know i really beat myself up in a horrible way i wish that i had um brought all this out sooner but the lord showed me that you know that fear i really wanted to make sure that they were I didn't want them to die, this, these children to die. And so I was terrified of telling the truth about him and what he was doing um, because I, I really, really thought that he would be able to bring them back at some point. And if I didn't talk about him, then maybe all of those babies would get to survive. Um, and so when you're, when you see that and you see, when you literally see a baby die in front of you or something you can do to rescue them, it's like it literally tears your heart and just it's terrorizing. And so I was doing everything I could to try to save somebody, you know, and uh, Mm. so I've gone through a lot of, of, anger at myself because I was afraid that, you know, I was upset with myself because I didn't allow these things to come back before them, but I know now it wasn't because I was, it was because I was really trying to save people, so that's a lot, a lot, a lot of fear around him. Um, he has a whole lot of connections. My, my, my. Now, I want to ask you this question. Where do you think those babies came from? Uh, I think um, there's a couple different things that I think, but I know in other situations, they either were bred um, or they were cloned. And so I would say because of his um, focus on thinking, really thinking he's God, 
God and thinking, um, wanting that power and control, I really believe that he um, had some of the other sex slaves ended up in, you know, fathered some of those children. I do know at, there were different babies that I had that he said were mine or were, you know, from him. So I, I don't, I mean, I never fully had birth, but they were taken out of me, so. Goodness. Okay. Now, with all of the stuff going on regarding Epstein and after his more recent indictment, um, you know, some people might say, well, why didn't you step forward and say something after he was indicted? Uh, why don't you, if you are telling the truth, pursue justice through the justice system? Um, what would you like to say to these folks? Well, I did, um, when I was watching the news, and this was after I'd had my memories, uh, one of the victims was like, please, please, please come forward. And I was just totally destroyed inside. Like I just was, I couldn't not say something. And so I did contact, um, I did contact someone and we did do a criminal, um, you know, tried to try to go forward with a criminal case. And that was actually in progress. But um, because of this, um, all of that's going to be closed. So um, I just really want, I don't want him, of course, at this point, I am grateful that he's never going to hurt another human being again if he is dead. If he isn't dead, then I pray that all of this blows up and it's exposed. Um, but I just, um, I really prayed about going forward and I felt like that I, I really, that was just something I had to do. And I think that's part of my anger is just knowing that I was close to possibly getting some justice and, um, and just, it's kind of been stolen and I can feel what those girls are feeling. You know, there's tons and tons and tons of victims, not even half or like not even a, fraction of the people have come forward there's so many people that you know were kind of robbed of that justice so i'm i'm really praying that the people that are in charge will not give up and will not let it go and will continue to dig and to see the truth and and to continue to dig into the in and look for clues and and you know, everything and not give up on this because there's so many more people that are involved. And this was the beginning for, for me just to hear people on normal, like I say normal, but like mainstream kind of talk shows or mainstream type of um, news or whatever to talk about, really to talk about, um, hey, He's probably, you know, he probably did not try to kill himself like there probably are. And for the president, you know, to tweet and say, you know, another 
body from the Clintons, you know, because um, it's, I mean, they're very, very much connected. So even though it was, I was very sad and very angry, I was not surprised that this happened. Um, and I just pray that it doesn't end here, that they continue to dig and dig and dig until they find, uncover all the truth of what was going on there. Right. Well, and I'm in there 100% with you, Hope. It, folks, and this is the thing that frustrates me so much. I, th- th- this is what the cabal does. They produce or do their best to produce an out. Because Epstein going down doesn't just mean that we now have the ability to indict some people that are having sex with 14 and 15 year olds that are coerced thinking they're just going to have to give an old dirty man a back rub on a private island. No, this connects deeply into satanic ritual abuse, into the world of MK Ultra and mind control programming the victimization of thousands of people over years and years and years in underground facilities, the science sector, the government sector, it's a big deal. And one thing that they do not want, right? Think about this, is for a prosecution of this kind of criminal activity in a high court for all of the world to witness. They don't want something like this prosecuted because that means it's on record that this really happened. They love to, to obfuscate because it's like, oh, well, well, show me in an actual prosecuted court case where this was proven, this kind of activity was really going on. Show me the evidence. They keep doing this stuff over and over. And the Clinton body count is very long. People, scientists, Politics, research, like dead, 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 dead. Like, you know, and now Epstein apparently dead. What? I mean, it just, it's like anybody with um, any type of common sense can look at it and say that just doesn't, I mean, that doesn't even make sense because you have a person that was supposedly, I know they took him off suicide watch from what mainstream media says, but why was that even done? And how did he have the time to do what he was doing? And even from people that had been in that prison before, they say there's no way that he would even have the capability uh, to even do that if he wanted to do it. And so, you know, it all does not add up. And I'm so happy that people are starting to ask questions instead of just blindly going along with what the media and what people are saying, because we need to ask questions because we're not going to get justice. Like people like me that have gone through hell are not going to get justice if we continue just to take whatever they say to us and just follow that. And, and that's why partly why, we haven't gotten the justice is because 
the media is so so trained people's minds to think that we just need to believe whatever they say. In reality, is we don't have to believe anything they say. We can think on our own, and we can choose to seek out the truth, pray about the truth, and ask the Lord. And so, for me, this is a, a and I'm grateful for Daniel for giving me an opportunity because this is partly for me a way of justice because it's like I've never had anybody even be willing to hear my story. So in this situations, there was actual law enforcement that was willing to hear my story. There was actual uh, New, New York FBI agent that was willing to hear my story and dig into it. So, I mean, it, it, it's a huge jump in the right direction. Um, and for me, like even like with New York, New York is a huge area. There's so many politicians that are so entrenched in the Illuminati. And um, that is a huge global arena of people that they come and they are actually engaging in rituals, the Statue of Liberty, um, all the points on the crown and the points on the torch. And it represents all the portals and, and praying. They, they torture us to, to pray to the Statue of Liberty and called the demons in so they can cover up what they're doing. But um, so for that to happen in New York as well uh, was another huge thing for justice for me because I was taken there and um, tortured and a lot of horrible things happened to me there. And as far as it being the representative of freedom, but it was an evil, evil representation of freedom. Um, so if there could be some form of justice and people actually see the truth uh, of what is going on and actually dig into it and not give up, I mean, that um, was unbelievable to me. I, I couldn't believe that there were people that were going to do that. Wow. And, uh, you know, you, you bring up the Statue of Liberty. Now we're we're told call call this giant object the Statue of Liberty because it is a reflection of American liberty and and justice. You just said, well, you're programmed to pray to it so that the different points the uh, is is it the crown or the the uh, torch? Well, the crown is used a lot in programming, um, so of course it represents a lot of different. Um, positions in the false positions in the um in the illuminati but also the torch is really considered it's like a phallic symbol and then the uh, points on it were like portals to call in um so it's really representation of pedophilia and like how they get their power so uh <laughs> well folks i mean here it is now, now talking about new york all right he, he was actually in prison in new york um what is the significance of new york to some of this elite stuff from your understanding yeah. Well, for me, um, I was taken to New York, and 
um, like I said, there was a lot of uh, global rituals there. Um, a lot of, well, pretty much all the handlers would take their programmed victim there to kind of showcase and and show what was going on. And, you know, for globally to have that many people there in one place, there was a lot of demonic power that was being kind of channeled in over that. And they just said that, um, you know, in the rituals and in all of the uh, sacrifices that that really, they would force it, force me and, and the other victims to do things specifically um, uh, to like force us to be involved in, in the sacrifices and things like that so that they get more power um, and they, and so we were terrified it was to cause terror of actually being free um, because New York like represents freedom to a lot of people but to you know victims it doesn't represent freedom at all it represents really a terror feeling of that's kind of what the United States stands for is this is what we do, and we just cover it up. So um, that's what victims are thinking. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. But here we are. And, and folks, this, this is my prayer. My prayer is that no one lets this go both inside and outside of this nation because here's what i know here's what i know with enough pressure those that have less to lose will be moved to do something um with no pressure the bad guys get away but i i, I have a feeling that this thing with Epstein is going to go from a cover-up to a noose around the neck, allegorically, metaphorically, and, and maybe, maybe quite literally, depending on who you're listening to, of criminals involved in this cabal because, because it's such a big deal and it's such a clear, gross manifestation of injustice um, there's no way to uh, justify what, how is one of the most high profile people in the world able to kill himself mm -hmm. in one of the most <sighs> securitized prisons there is like under what circumstances is that permitted to happen there, there's no way to justify it. Foul play is clearly at hand. And the more people that continue to press the envelope nationally and internationally, the more someone's going to have to produce something. And that's my prayer. Pressure, right. pressure, pressure. Absolutely. And you know what came to my mind when you were, when you were saying that is like, I mean, you've seen not just me, but tons of people 
I mean, the the terror, the the pain, the tears, the torment, all of that that we've gone through because of these people. We're fighting. You know what I'm saying? We're fighting to get free. We're fighting to bring it out and open. But we can't do it by ourselves. And and I'm not saying there's not other people that aren't fighting. There's people like you. But what would happen if the church or, or all the people that watch this started praying that things would be exposed and that they wouldn't give up and they started calling their all of the people in government and saying, you've got to push this, you've got to push this forward. What would happen? Because you've got, you know, thousands of people and you've got these top elite people, they're praying, they're praying all the time to Molech and they're joining together and they're demonic ground. So if the truth is, and, and this is what I've learned because I've experienced the false evil fake spirit realm but the truth is that our realm with papa god is stronger than that realm Mm. and with our prayers we could take this down with our prayers you know on papa god like intervening but if people continue to just turn a blind eye and aren't willing to see the truth and say i just would rather stay in my comfort zone I don't really want to deal with this, even though it's kind of in my face now. Like it's obvious, like like they hear people like me and other people saying the exact same things. We're not making the same stories up, you know, I've never talked. And why would we end to begin with? Because I'm definitely not getting anything special from it other than a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. Um, um other than, you know, hopefully this people will see the truth. And so I just cry out for every single person that sees this and that hears this, my story and is seeing all this on the news to, to pray and to, you know, do everything they can to push forward because we can't do it without, you know, without people choosing to do that. You know, I, I hope, I hope <laughs> a million people listen to this. I, 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 I mean, this thing needs to be pushed um, and, and not let go. Um, we can't let them bury this conspiratorial act around Epstein. Absolutely. And the reality of it is, you know, I'm free now, so I'm healing. And yes, I go through hell every day of dealing with all the memories and all that, but I'm safe. But the reality is, is there's kids right now. There's little children. There's all kinds of people being tortured, programmed. They're still doing it, still doing it. It's ongoing today. It's not something that happened 10 years ago or, you know, it's going, still going on today. And so they need to be held responsible. It has to stop. And that just so that people really get a picture of this, can you just take a minute and talk about processing the emotional turmoil that you have to process to get to the point that 
we can sit down and have this discussion because I don't think people get it. it folks, you, you don't see behind the scenes. Um, you, you see hope talk after the processing, the grieving, the tears. Just, just, just explain it just a little bit, the, the, the humanity mm-hmm. the reality. Right. Well, you know, most people have, uh, uh, they'll see a color or, or a song or a picture or anything, and it brings back memories, most of them good. Sometimes they've had traumatic memories for me and per- people that have been through things like I've been through. It's every day, all day long. Um, it's from the time I get up and what color I'm going to wear. Like I was tortured around red. I was tortured around black. You know, there's so many things that I was tortured on. So it's constantly seeing those pictures and seeing those memories, but choosing to press on and choosing to go to work and choosing to um, pray, even though you were tortured while you were supposedly praying, you've been tortured all around that. Um, and there's different parts that are continually coming up and bringing all those truths to the surface uh, because you can't live through that through something like that and not be broken and and they do that on purpose to cause that division but you know when I talk with Daniel or you know it just because I know all the parts of my mind know he's safe it's just all of a sudden like all of the past events and all of the emotions. He doesn't have to ask me about it. He doesn't have to try to bring it out. It's just all of those emotions and details about being raped and being tortured just come flooding up and there's a, a screaming and crying and, you know, uh, pain in your body. Um, and it, it's very... It's very difficult. It's very draining. Um, And then with everything being on the news and on the radio and people talking about it, it's not like you can get away from that. Like it's just continual bringing back memories all day long. So um, it's not an easy process. Um, I'm not just sitting here doing this to get some sort sort of payback. (laughs) I want people to know. I don't want people to have to continue to go through the hell that I went through. And if there's a way out, then I'm going to tell people so they can find a way out and make it. People can begin to be educated enough to say, oh, you know, I want to help get people free. I want to help people uh, be there for people that have been through things like hope has been through. I want to pray for them. I want to believe them. because Jesus has shown me over and over that he weeps and weeps and weeps of the hell that his children have gone through with all of this. And he's so upset that people aren't seeing it and aren't embracing it and being willing to be his hands and feet because that's truly where people are going to see power, uh, the power of who he is released because that's what he's thinking about. That's what he's, he's all about. 
you know, folks, um, because Hope and I do work, she is one of my clients and uh, we've tracked a lot of ground together. Uh, One of the things that her parts will often ask me or tell me is I am not lying. Do you believe me? I am not lying. And I do. I do. And I pray that you do too, because I tell you, she is not lying. And I want to encourage those of you that heard this, share this. Because people need to have their worldview shattered sometimes. They, they need to be offended sometimes. They need Because waking up hurts when you're in a deep sleep. It's jolting. It's uncomfortable. But this needs to be known. And this situation holistically needs to be addressed. We can't sleep on it. Hope, I want to say thank you. As always, you are so brave. And I am so proud of you for being willing to share your information, your story, and to come forward with your truth. Well, you know, Daniel, when you were saying about, um, you know, waking up and how it's it's difficult because denial seems to be a little more comfortable. But, you know, I there's going to be a time where everybody's going to see it flat out. It's going to happen, and it's, it would be much easier and less painful if they choose to see it now and gradually walk with the Lord through this. So I I encourage what you were saying. It's very important that people begin to see, and it's going to be easier to see it now. People are questioning, well, why do I, why would I want to see it if it's painful? Why would I, I care? Well, you're going to see it eventually, and it'd be better to know now and give yourself time and the ability to adjust to the truth of what's really going on in this world. My gosh. Folks, that's the final word. We're going to leave you with that. So, until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.